Hello again, and welcome back to the Puppy Training Principles podcast, where we help dog owners find solutions to their biggest problems, avoid common dog training pitfalls, and build the confident, calm, canine family companion they've always dreamed of. This is part two of Common Dog Training Mistakes. We see these over and over again. Now, it's super important to me and my wife that our kids say please and thank you. We have eight children, and we feel like it's one of probably, well, it is our major responsibility to help raise those kids so they can be good, productive members of society. And so please and thank you is important to us. We want them to be polite in that way. However, we currently have a three-year-old, and no matter how many times we, you know, we try to teach him to say please or thank you, almost always it's still... I want this, or I want that. I want salt. I want cheese. Make me a sandwich. <laughs> and we, when we try to teach, like, teach him the right way to do it, or even postpone this royal three-year-old decree, then much screaming ensues. And man, that kid can scream. Kind of crazy. Now, he's, he really is making progress, and he's just three, he's just young, and it's a hard stage, and we're working with him. I don't think he actually realizes, to be honest, that he's, you know, he, he could say it a nicer way. He doesn't know what's nice, a nice way to talk. He just talks. So it's kind of cute, you know, like, it's actually kind of cute for a three-year-old because they're, they're trying to communicate, and it's okay, and so I can laugh about it. But if our teenagers did the same thing, it would not be cute and it would not be okay if there was that level of entitlement. So common dog training mistake number one is this, petting a pushy dog. When a dog's pushy and like noses up to you and like rubs into you and like you have to pet me, right? You gotta, I'm going to wait here and I'm going to bug you until you do then it can become an entitlement that will damage your parent-dog relationship. So don't reward pushiness. So what do you do? Um, one, you can avoid it. Or two, you can step into it. So let's say a dog's being pushy and they, your hand's off to the side or your guest's hand is off to the side and they're nosing into you like, hey, do something, pet me, take care of me. I am an entitled teenage dog, pet me. Then step toward them. Okay, step toward them, move toward them and take the space that they are Take, trying to take from you and that's going to be you know if if it's an aggressive dog you may not want that tactic but mo in most cases what we're talking about here is just a pushy dog that's like hey I know how to get you to pet me so pet me now a lot of people are okay with that and I would be okay with it except I see a lot of issues that kind of stem from that relationship of the dog being entitled and the owner being privy to that problem they're trying to help they're actually reinforcing it instead of helping that dog to communicate in a way that will work best in the relationship so again I don't mind it a little bit if my dog is going to be a little you know be cute and say hey pet me I might pet a little bit but if my dog continues and says you know is being pushy like no pet me more it's like nope and you step in the direction of your dog and that will help solve that problem common dog training mistake number two is when a train when you're training your dog and you stop moving your feet when you're on a walk. 
So because your dog stops, okay? So if your dog stops and you stop, even if you're pulling on the leash, like, hey, don't stop, keep coming, but you're stopped, your feet are not moving, the dog looks up and is like, why are you pulling on the leash? You're not moving, so why would I be moving? And so you've got to keep your feet moving. That's what you do, keep your feet moving. That's the secret to this one. So you flick the leash, maybe turn the opposite direction, and then keep moving. You know, you might be saying, so if I do that during a walk, I mean, my dog stops all the time, right? They need to sniff, they need to potty, they need all these things. Be careful how you use the word need, because a lot of times in culture, that's how it's presented with dogs. They need to do this and they need to do that. But the fact of the matter is they don't really need to, they want to. And again, if we unknowingly reinforce that, then they're going to be encouraged to continue doing that. Why stop when it works? And so... When will they sniff or potty? Let's talk about sniffing first. I, I would be focused at the first part of the walk, meaning no sniffing, and at the end of the walk, no sniffing. And then in the middle, you can say to your dog, okay, and you can release them and allow them to sniff and for it and get all those fun smells. Um, we don't need to take that away from them. They can have that still just when you allow it. And if you'll do that, then it gives your dog a structure that they can follow and it will keep the relationship intact. Let's talk about the potty one. Okay, so when are they going to potty? Um, at the beginning of the walk. Have them potty before you go. Um, or, you know, just one time on the walk when they need to potty, let them go to the bathroom and then they can be done. They don't need to mark everything to high heaven. Now, if you want... You know, if, if you really hate carrying poop bags on a walk, you can actually train your dog to go before the walk, before you actually go on a walk. And uh, it's, not a, it's not a perfect science here because it kind of depends on the dog. But here's how, just in case you, you want to do this, in case you're like, you know what, I, I don't like carrying poop bags around with me when I go on a walk. That's the most annoying thing is taking that bag out, sticking my hand in it, grabbing their poop, and then storing it while I walk. If you don't want to, if you want to get a, get, stop doing that, then this is what you do. Okay. Listen up. So you're going to start taking your dog on a walk. If you have a dog that always poops as you, after you get walking, it's like they need to walk to get it moving. Then start going on a walk and walk just a little bit away from your home and then turn around and go back to where you want them to go to the bathroom and give them a chance to go to the bathroom. And if they don't go to the bathroom, Go ahead and walk a little bit away from your home, maybe a little further this time, then turn around and go back to your house and have them go to the bathroom. And as you do that and you make that a habit during your walks, pretty soon you're just going to go out to that spot, they're going to go to the bathroom, and then you'll go on a walk. And it sounds crazy, but it totally works. Um, I always forget to take poop bags with me. when I, I'm, I'm training someone else's dog, but I forget to take poop bags because... My dog is trained to go to the bathroom before we go on a walk. And that's the way I like it. <laughs> so um, it's always good to have a spare poop bag. But you can actually train your dog to go to the bathroom before you go on a walk. Wouldn't that be awesome? Just extra bonus for you right there. All right. Common dog training mistake number three is the tight leash technique, which really isn't a technique. It's just it's pretty much always a no-no. Okay, this, the leash is a communication device with your dog. And even if you're like, you know what, I just want a leash so I don't lose my dog. I'm not trying to communicate. I don't care. 
whether you like it or not, the leash is like the number one communication tool with your dog, at least the most common. So if the leash is tight, that's going to tell your dog that they need to pull or move in one direction. And there's a lot of science behind that, but mainly we've talked about this before on the podcast. When a dog feels pressure, their brain tells them to lean into it. So if you have a traditional flat collar on your dog, just a normal collar, and the leash is hooked to it, and that flat collar then is pushing against the front of their neck, their dog's going, their reflexes are going to say lean into it. If you have a harness on your dog and that harness is pushing against their chest, the front of that dog, then they're going, their, their reflexes are going to say lean into it. You know, and if they lean to the right, if the pressure's coming from the right, then they're going to lean to the left. And it, it, it's totally reflexive. So a tight leash technique is pretty much never good. Okay? If, so what do you do? If your dog is going, if the leash is going to be tight, then we're going to combine what we learned from the, the last common dog training mistake. You're going to want to flick the leash and then keep your feet moving. Okay? So whether that's on a walk or whether you're not even going anywhere, you got to move your feet. So if I'm always like, hey, stop pulling on the leash, and my arm is totally extended, and the leash is totally extend, is totally tight, I can't go anywhere other than pulling my dog back, and it, that's not going to work because of this opposition reflex that we just talked about. That dog's going to feel pressure on the front of their neck, and they're going to lean into it more. So we're kind of at an impasse here. So you're going to have to take a couple steps toward them, and as they go to go forward again, flick that leash and take a few steps the opposite direction. So again, you want to flick the leash and then keep your feet moving like a four-year-old that needs to potty. Like, just keep those feet moving. You know a good dog trainer because they are, like, always moving their feet. <laughs> so I don't know where the four-year-old that needs to potty thing came from. But, you know, keep your feet moving. You, if you, you can visualize that, you keep your feet moving. Sometimes you have to give a little in order to be able to flick the leash because that leash has to be loose or you can't, you can't flick it and communicate. So sometimes you have to do that, and then you can flick that leash and bring your elbows back to your side, keep those feet moving, and you will avoid that common dog training mistake. So common dog training mistake number one, petting a pushy dog. Don't do it. Don't reward pushiness. Common dog training mistake number two is when you stop moving your feet or when, on a walk because your dog stops to sniff something or, or do something, and so you stop, even though you're pulling on the leash trying to get them to move, the dog is looking at you like you're an idiot because they're like, you're not moving, I'm not moving. And then common dog training number, th mistake number three is, is always having a tight leash or any time. The goal is to have a loose leash 99.9% .9 of the time. Only when you flick the leash does it go tight. That's it. And on a flat collar, that'll work. Other training collars would be better, but that will work and it will help. So... When you're training your dog, avoid those dog training mistakes. We're here for you. We got you. Enjoy. I hope you enjoyed part two of the common dog training mistakes. Thanks, guys.